Thanks for listening to the Mornings with Carmen LaBerge podcast, made available thanks to support from listeners just like you. Inspiring you to bring God back into the conversation of the day. This is Mornings with Carmen LaBerge on Faith Radio. If we're gonna fly, we fly like eagles. It is the 6th of January, 2023. I'm Carmen LeBurge. You're listening to Mornings with Carmen here on the Faith Radio Network. January the 6th. Can't let that pass by without acknowledging that today is Epiphany. When um, you think about Epiphany, we're, um, we're talking about the way that God shows himself forth. And so spend some time today considering that. How has God made himself known? How has he revealed himself Um, And then how have you responded to that? How are you responding to the ways in which God has revealed himself um, in creation, in the person of Jesus, through the scriptures of the Old and New Testament, by the power of the Holy Spirit at work in the world today? How are you responding to the epiphany, uh, to the showing forth of God, to the shining forth of God? And how are you participating in that? How are you showing forth and shining forth the reality of who God is um, by the power of the Holy Spirit at work within you? Like, how are you shining as a light? of Christ uh, in this generation. Today's Growing Your Faith verse of the day comes from Psalm 119. If you've, if you've not read Psalm 119 lately, um, it's a bit of a heavy lift. It's long. Um, it's totally, absolutely worthy of your time and attention. And so I commend the entirety of Psalm 119 to you today. We're going to read um, verses 33 to 35. Teach me your decrees, O Lord. I will keep them to the end. Give me understanding and I will obey your instructions. I will put them into practice with all my heart. Make me walk along the path of your commands, for that is where my happiness is found. God's decrees, God's instructions, God's commands. Um, This passage is all about walking God's way in God's ways. So walking God's way, maybe capital W, in God's ways, small w. So are you walking in the way of God and are you walking in the ways of God? God makes it all available. I mean, it's all available. The question is, do we avail ourselves of his counsel? God makes his instructions, decrees, commands available to us. God makes available to us his ways. But do we avail ourselves of his counsel? I mean, we we might want to walk. Well, we say, (laughs) I put that differently. We might say we want to walk in the way of God and in the ways of God, but in reality, a lot of us just want to walk in our own way and, and create our own paths, strike out our own, you know, like make our own path. We don't really want to learn the decrees of God, and we certainly don't want to keep them. We don't want to obey God's instructions, and we're not putting them into practice. We don't want to walk the narrow way of God's commands. We want to walk in the in the wide path of our own choosing, even if it leads to destruction. Well, and of course, then we complain about that. We complain that the path of destruction that we have chosen leads us to hardship, disease, depression, brokenness, loneliness, bitterness, suffering, and death. So be careful today if you pray Psalm 119. 
Because Psalm 119 is a life-altering prayer if prayed with sincerity. I mean, if you're really ready to find happiness, today's verse actually lays out the path down which happiness is found. One of the uh, spiritual practices that I have found particularly edifying, and I've been doing this since college when I was introduced to taking a psalm and making it my own prayer. So I went back in my journals and I found what I had written about these verses in Psalm 119, and I just share it with you today. So this is me making these verses from Psalm 119 my own. O Lord, teach me your decrees and lead me to keep them to the end. I know that will require that I unlearn many things that I think I know about you, myself, and the world and everything in it. So help me, God, to see the wisdom of your way and the beauty of your ways. Lead me to keep your decrees to the end of the road all the way home to your house. Give me understanding of your will, O God. Help me to see the goodness of walking and help me to yield each moment to the active work of your Holy Spirit as I come into submission and obey your instructions. I'm going to need help, God. You know me. You made me. You know the sins that have become a part of the way that I think, the way I live, the way I speak, the things I do when no one else is around. And, oh, God, take me by the hand today, beyond the knowledge of your will, to the acknowledgement of your ways, that I might walk faithfully today. I want to put your word into practice with all my heart, and I need your help to enable me to do it. Help me today to seek first your kingdom and your righteousness. Help me actively resist the temptation to lean on my own understanding. In all my ways, Lord, I want to follow your lead. Help me. I invite you to make me walk along the path of your commands. I invite you to shepherd me with the staff and the rod, to keep me in the narrow way that leads to life. Oh, God, do not allow me to fall off to the right or to the left. Make me walk along the way, oh, God. Make me walk in your ways where happiness is found because I'm walking with you in paths of righteousness for your name's sake. Amen. I invite you to make the Psalms your own. Take the time to consider what the psalmist has said and then consider praying similarly to God. Again, making it your own prayer. Faith Radio continues this year to provide a way for you to consider how you're going to answer God's call to care for the least of these in the world today. We're partnering with One Child to raise up sponsors for children around the world. What a difference might you make by changing the life of one child? We're going to talk with a man next who's who was a sponsored child, and he's going to share his story with us. You're listening to Mornings with Carmen. I'm Carmen LaBurge. This is Faith Radio. I'm going to let it shine. Alibi Santana is joining us. He's a one-child representative. He served as the translator for our um, Northwest Media team that recently visited the Dominican Republic. Uh, Alibi, welcome to Mornings with Carmen. Thank you. Thank you, Carmen, very much. Thank you very much. First, first, am I accurately pronouncing your name? Yes. Yes, that's perfect. Yes, Fantastic. Well, my name is Carmen, and so that should be uh, relatively easy for you. I bet you know some Carmens. Oh, yes. We have many Carmens. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. So, 
Alibi, um, for people who are not familiar with One Child, give us um, give us an introduction. Tell us about uh, tell us about the One Child Hope Centers, and then we'll talk specifically about child sponsorship. Awesome. So here, uh, the Dominican Republic One Child Center, Hope Center, um, are centers that are the partner with the churches here to help children in the Dominican Republic by you know being sponsored. Uh, by donors and and yes, it's like a place where, where where kids go to learn from the word of God and receive love from from the people there uh, that are working for one child. I don't know if that gives you like a picture of it. So, how often um, would a child visit uh, a hope center? Maybe in an average week, uh, they go once a week, uh, specifically here on Saturdays, uh, but they have uh, some connection with the hub center during the weeks but you know the leaders the volunteers that work with the hub center they tend to go visit the house and 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 you know have this relationship with not only with the kids but also with the family yeah and i wanted to i wanted to point that out because i think that people imagine that um the hope centers are a place but really the hope centers are people they are these individuals who are um, mobilized. And yes, there is a place called the Hope Center. You know, it's a physical place. But really, all of this hope centers in Christ, and it's deployed into um, the lives of these children and then into these families and into these communities by people. And you are one of those people. So, Alibi, could you um, share your personal perspective on child sponsorship? There's There's a reason you're so passionate about child sponsorship. Yes, yes. Um, you know, being here and experiencing uh, the joy on the faces of the kids when we go to the hub, hub center, the fact that they don't even want to go home, you know, be there and play and, and receive love for, from the volunteers that are working there. And, you know, when you see that in the communities that the children are having the opportunity to listen from the word of God and and to be supported in, in many areas of their life is something uh, awesome. It's just great to have that experience to share with the children and and see the impact that we are having, not only in, in the kids, but again, also in the family of the kids. So, so we're going to continue our conversation with Alibi Santana. Um, Faith Radio is partnering with One Child. If you're interested in checking out that partnership and sponsoring a child, you can get the information that you need at MyFaithRadio.com. When we come back, um, Alibi's going to talk with us a little bit about his own experience being a sponsored child through a different ministry, but still it's a, um, it's a similar experience for a child to know that somebody else out there in the world cares enough to provide for them. We're talking um, with Alibi Santana about one child. You can check it all out at MyFaithRadio.com. You're listening to Mornings with Carmen. I'm Carmen LeBurge. This is Faith Radio. Maybe you're thinking in this new year you'd like to change the world. Well, you can start by changing the world for one child. We're partnering with One Child again, and you can sponsor a child now at MyFaithRadio.com. What happens when you sponsor a child through One Child? Well, you're going to be linked to a boy or a girl who lives in a country other than your own. Uh, and you're going to help supply for their tangible needs. Yes, they're going to receive the gospel of Jesus, but they're also going to receive educational assistance, supplemental food, clothing, healthcare services, and opportunities for love, friendship, and encouragement. The cost is just $39 a month, and 
you can sponsor a child right now at MyFaithRadio.com. So if you want to change the world this year, why don't you start by changing the world for one child? Sponsor a child today at MyFaithRadio.com. We're continuing our conversation with Alibi Santana. Uh, he works with one child in the Dominican Republic. Alibi, um, talk about your own personal experience with child sponsorship. I know it was through a, a different um, organization, but um, but it's still relevant to this conversation about the impact that sponsoring a child has um, on the life of an individual and then ultimately on the community of which they are a part. Awesome, awesome. Well, I have a lot to say about that because since I was a sponsor, I was like three years old when I first uh, was a sponsor by Donner and this intuition. And, and like, I still remember the story of the Bibles. I still remember so many verses of the Bibles that we studied being there in the church in this center uh, um, uh, that I, that I was sponsored. And I, I can say, that most of my biblical knowledge I have and my leadership in the church too, it has been because of this sponsorship. And I see not only me, but also the kids that I remember. I was three years old when I first started. Those kids that were with me back then, I see them in church serving mm-hmm. God. And that's that's something that really inspires me a lot. And 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 I, I'm really thankful and grateful for all the things that I have received from this uh, for sponsorship yeah that's um i can recommend you know like sometimes we cannot do a work because we are far or something but if you, we ha- we are able to sponsor somebody and preach by sponsoring supporting somebody to grow in christian life and christianity this is a great work this is a great work it is a great work uh, maybe you could tell us about one of the kids um that's engaged today um, through one child, uh, maybe a sponsored child that's a part of the uh, Hope Center there in the community where you live. Um, like you mean here in Dahabon? Like, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, tell us about a kid. Okay, so there are kids. Uh, there are kids that are. Um, I don't remember names right now. That's okay. But yes, they were sponsored by one child that are right now. Uh, working in one shop as volunteer, so mm. and, and helping the kids that are sponsored and work working with the church and serving the church, also there and the hope center. They're also leader, helping kids and, and preaching the word and, and also have having biblical studies and, and and all that. So they're they're giving what they received. I love that, I, passing yeah. along to others what we in turn have also received. I mean, you couldn't get yes. more. Uh, you couldn't get a, a, a more excellent um, biblical example of discipleship than that. Um, Alibi, um, thank you so much for sharing your time and your testimony with us today. When um, when you forecast ahead, like I think that there are a lot of people who maybe don't even exactly know where the Dominican Republic is. We we hear a lot about Haiti here in the United States. I'm not sure that everybody knows. Like you you share a geography um, with Haiti and um, and so I think that if you could help us understand what life is like, particularly in some of those more remote border communities, um, because I think helping people understand the need, like 
Why does a child need a sponsor? Great. Yes, yes. So I live here in the border. The, the, they have one province that's just next to the border of Haiti. So uh, being in the border here, we experience a lot of things like need um, in the in the kids. And, and we have, for example, we have Haitian kids to cross the border, even to study in the Dominican Republic or, or to work, to do some work, to do something here, um, you know, to live. And and some of the kid those kids are also part of program one child and other sponsorship programs. Uh, they they they're benefit they're benefit uh, they receive benefits from that too because you know they're able to to come to come and and even with their parents they they cross the border. Some of them live here in the Dominican Republic because it's really close. Like me going to Haiti right now, walking that would take maybe five minutes, and I just mm. get there. So we it's it's really interesting how close we are, differing in culture and language and all that, but we're really close and doing things together. Yeah, when we think about the the proximity of um of the Dominican Republic to Haiti, and I think about the ways in which, you know, God is gonna use um because this is how God does it, right? He he leads us here to sponsor children in the Dominican Republic. Um, through one child, and God has a long-term plan there, and in all likelihood, some of them are going to do exactly what you just described, and they're going to take that walk across that border, and they're going to be able to minister to neighbors in Haiti in ways that we here in the United States would never have the opportunity um, to do. And and so thank you for um, being an expression of the grace of God right where you live, and thank you for being a connecting point for us here in the United States um, and around the world to children who need a sponsor. Um, and so, uh, Alibi, thank you for your service, uh, your partnership in the gospel, and for being with us today on Mornings with Carmen. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me here. It was an honor. It was a pleasure. It's a delight. It's a delight. Hey, to check out what's happening um, with One Child, you can go to onechild.org. Um, we'd love it if you would sponsor a child. You can do that right now at myfaithradio.com. You're listening to Mornings with Carmen. I'm Carmen LaBurge. This is Faith Radio. So we have a good news um, update about God's gracious healing hand um, at work in the life of an individual. Uh, on Monday night, Damar Hamlin, 24 years old, went into cardiac arrest on a football field. And for those of you that don't watch NFL football, my guess is that by now you have heard something about this story from a neighbor, a friend, a colleague, somebody who is interested in what's happening on the field of play. Um it it became a, uh, a an event that led the people who were present and those who were watching and then those who were um, drawn in by you know one person reaching out to another saying hey do you see what's going on hey do you see what's going on um, and it turned into a prayer event. Uh, Damar Hamlin was ultimately um, resuscitated on the field, intubated took a, a long period of time. Oxygen was being supplied um, throughout. He was taken to the hospital, um, and we didn't know much for two days. And then yesterday, uh, his doctors who were attending to him gave a press conference, which is a big deal. Um, 
because DeMar woke up and started communicating. You want to know what he wanted to know? <laughs> this probably tells you a lot about him. He wanted to know who won the game. He wanted to know who won the game. I have an answer to his question. Because for those of you who know anything about this story, you also know that the NFL suspended that game. They've now announced the game between the Buffalo Bills and the Cincinnati Bengals um, is actually not going to be played at all. Um, but the answer to DeMar Hamlin's question, who won the game? God won the game. Because God won an audience. God's people won a witness. We're going to talk about that next with former ESPN host Jason Romano. God has got himself a witness this week in the United States of America and around the world, um, and he's answering the prayers of many. I want to talk about that. I want to talk about prayer vigils being held at Bengal Stadium in Cincinnati um, because it's more than a football game, and it's not about competition. It's, it's about family. Um, I want to I want to talk about the witness on air of ESPN commentators, and I want to talk about um, the witness that God is getting for Himself through this event. You're listening to Mornings with Carmen. I'm Carmen LeBurge. Jason Romano joins us next. Jason uh, Romano is the director of media with Sports Spectrum. He's also the host of the Sports Spectrum podcast. He's a two-time author, and he's a former ESPN Emmy-winning producer. Um, He's also a friend of this show. Jason, welcome back to Mornings with Carmen. Hi, Carmen. Good to be here. Yeah, you're the one person who, since Monday night, I have, like, longed to speak with. So Mm. um, I think that... uh, you know, folks listening certainly have been briefed in on um, the events on the field, but maybe everyone was not watching what took place on air on ESPN um, and certainly don't know what you know has transpired on air since then. So can you take us into a little bit of that? Yeah, it's it's been a heavy week, obviously, with with initially what happened Monday night, you know, and I'm a. Uh, as big a sports fan as there is, and I'm sitting in my house watching Monday night and you see what happens. And it was just horrific to watch in real time. And, you know, it was on ESPN, which was kind of interesting. You know, my former colleague and where I worked for so many years and you see the people that you've worked with and the people that, you know, try to handle, um, you know, such a difficult situation on air. And I thought they did it in, in the best way possible. I thought it was a masterclass in broadcasting of how to handle really difficult situations going on in real time and not trying to overstate or overthink or over talk. They just kind of let the pictures do the talking. And I thought they did a great job uh, with their handling of it. And then on Tuesday, you know, you started to see the outpouring of support. You started to see prayer. You started to see, um, you know, well wishes on, on social media, but I thought you started to see, I don't know, just a community of people all over the world, especially believers who I, I follow on social media and even know personally, really 
begin to say, you know, prayer is powerful. And if there's ever a time to dive into prayer, this is it. And, uh, you know, I was praying for him, obviously, here. And and then I turned on ESPN at uh, 4 o'clock Eastern, and I was watching NFL Live. And if you watch the show, you know, you saw that they were giving updates from the hospital, and they were kind of getting perspectives from former players on what that must have been like. And you got to fast forward all the way to the end of that show, and it was 4.57 Eastern, I think, when it happened. And basically, Dan Orlovsky, who's a good friend of mine, a former NFL player, and he works at ESPN now. He was on the show, and he kind of had the last word. And I have we no have idea. That, if this, yeah, we have that. We have that audio. Let's um, um yeah, let's roll that. that audio, and then I'm going to let you respond to that. Definitely. I've heard it all day, like thoughts and prayers. And you just heard Sheriff and Jonathan Allen say, like, all we can do is pray for him. And it's just on my heart that I want to pray for. It him. is. Damar Hamlin, right, right, right now. God, we come to you in these moments that we don't understand, that are hard, uh, because we believe that your God and coming to you and praying to you um, has impact. We're, we're sad, we're angry, and we want answers, but some things are unanswerable. We just want to pray, truly come to you and pray for strength for Damar, for healing for Damar, for comfort for Damar, to be with his family, to give them peace. If we didn't believe that prayer didn't work, we wouldn't ask this of you, God. I believe in prayer, we believe in prayer, we lift up DeMar Hamlin's name in your name. Amen. 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 So that audio is courtesy of ESPN on NFL Live on Tuesday. Joining us now with reaction um, to all that is going on um, in terms of a nation, in fact, a world called to pray for DeMar Hamlin. We've got Jason Romano with us from Sports Spectrum. Um, Jason, when you hear Dan um, say say that, pray on air, live on air, um, go back to your producer seat and mm. react react to that. Well, if I'm putting on my producer hat uh, and forgetting the fact that I'm a man of faith, uh, I probably am hoping that that prayer was discussed beforehand, just, just <laughs> from a producer perspective, because I just want to make sure that I'm prepared properly to produce it and have the cameras in the right angles and and make sure that Laura and and um you know Marcus make who sure on the those show. co-hosts like no like right this is coming right <laughs> yes. yeah and I don't know that I don't know if that took place I haven't asked Dan if that was spontaneous or if that was you know something that you know he gave the team a heads I think he probably gave the team a heads up that's just a guess but if I'm sitting in that control room as a producer and I've done that many times at ESPN uh, I'm I'm thinking, wow, what a moment. And whether I believe in God or not, I'm thinking, wow, what a moment. Because nobody had ever done this. Um, as a person of faith, I'm thinking, wow, this is amazing. Praise God that millions of people are getting an opportunity to see on national TV an actual prayer. Because we saw a lot of people tweeting, a lot of people saying, I'm praying, you know, thoughts and prayers. I'm sending my prayers. Dan took it a step further in an unprecedented way. I've never seen anyone pray on a show like that, on a network like that, in a moment like that, I think, ever. You know, people will, again, offer their prayers, but they don't actually pray. And Dan actually did it, and I know that he was wrestling with it, again, in talking to him a little bit after. He was wrestling. Should I do this on national TV? Is this going to affect my job? Um, And yet he was bold, he was obedient, and I thought it was amazing. 
Yeah, the list of um, players on the field, Sean McDermott um, for Buffalo, Zach Taylor for Cincinnati, the coaches for both um, uh, for both teams. These are people who responded in real time. They're people who are known to be public men of faith, as you've described it. Um, yes. But it's it's one thing to sort of be known in that way. It's another thing to respond in a moment and be sober minded and and godly in your leadership. Um, could you just, you know, I mean, I don't know. There's a whole list of people here we could talk about. Um, Leslie Frazier among them. I mean, we're, we're, yeah. Um, yeah. So walk us into a little bit of some of the personalities who you know, who, you know, God is now drawing forth in, in probably really profound ways behind the scenes with their teammates um, and, and others who love and admire them. Yeah, it's it's weird to say this. And I said this on the record a couple of days ago to someone else. I said, I think God was setting this up in a pretty powerful way. And then I had to correct myself. I'm like, no, God wasn't, you know, setting this up for this young man to go through what he just went through and still is going through right now in DeMar Hamlin. But, you know, God all, makes all things good for those who love him and are mm-hmm. called according to his purpose, Romans 8, 28. And if there was ever a team who was equipped to handle something like this, it's the Buffalo Bills, and to another extent, the Cincinnati Bengals, but it's the Buffalo Bills. Here's why. You mentioned their coach, Sean McDermott, McDermott, who is one of the best coaches in the NFL, but he's also one of the best leaders, and he's also very outspoken and unashamed about his faith. So he's leading with God in front. He's also got a really good team you know, that, that plays really well on the field and has done tremendous – you know, accomplishments over the last few years uh, on the field. He's got some faith-filled players there, but here's what he has as well. And every team has one of these, but um, he has a team chaplain in Len Vandenboss, and Len is a friend of mine, and I've talked to Len multiple times this week and even prayed with him yesterday uh, about DeMar. Um, Len Vandenboss, as the team chaplain, stepped right in. And when you have a coach who's a believer in Sean McDermott, who knows the power and the importance of prayer, but also knows the power and importance of having someone like a Len Vandenboss, a spiritual leader, a spiritual guide, someone who's leading, you know, these young men in their walk with Jesus, you know, Bible studies and one-on-one discipleship. Well, that's a moment as well. You know, and obviously the real heroes here, to be honest with you, are the training staff who revive this young man for nine minutes and perform CPR and, and, and in this horrific situation essentially saved his life. But the prayers of so many led by the head coach, led by the team chaplain. I mean, if you you saw that iconic picture that's been going on for the few days, you know, all over the different media spaces of the team rallied around in prayer on the field right in that moment. If you look real close, right smack dab in the middle of the man who's leading that prayer is their team chaplain. So you cannot tell me and there'll be people out there maybe in the secular space who are like, eh, these these teams don't need team chaplains. All you got to do is look at what happened this week with Buffalo and see the importance of a spiritual leader like Len Vandenboss, the team chaplain of the Buffalo Bills. And by the way, every NFL team has a team chaplain, and those guys do all of this amazing work behind the scenes spiritually to help these guys stay connected with God in the midst of all the pressure and the you know all the 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 work that they got to put in to perform on the field. This is a moment though where I saw, you know, God really move in a powerful way within Buffalo, within Cincinnati, really within the entire NFL, and it was wonderful to see. 
If you guys want to um, follow the team chaplain, Lynn Vandenboss, you can do so on Twitter at Lynn V. B-O-S, L-E-N-V-B-O-S. It'll be in my show notes today. Another great follow on the same topic is Benjamin Watson. Mm. Um, uh, he made reference to um, to the team chaplains in, a, in an appearance on CNN this week. And, I, you know, I have thought to myself, uh, I, I, like you, I'm just expressing it differently, Jason, but yeah. God is God is getting himself a witness. Like, <laughs> God is getting himself some glory. And yeah. um, I guess... You know, for a person who's been in the in the public eye as a man of faith in this environment for a number of years, I mean, maybe like what does that feel like for Christ followers to really have the eyes and the ears of the watching world right now? I think it's um, I think it's I think it's amazing, you know, because you know that maybe people are, like you said, open. I mean, The New York Times did a whole entire story yesterday on faith in the world of football, uh, but it wasn't just faith. It was the Christian faith in the world of football, evangelical faith and in, 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 in followers of Christ. And it's very prominent. I think it's wonderful, but I think we have to be mindful as well that there are going to be detractors. You know, if everybody's patting you on the back, sometimes you got to be careful and you got to be mindful of that. Mm-hmm. You got to stay, stay strong and stay firm. And, you know, you mentioned Benjamin, you know, he goes on CNN and, you know, he's talking about everything that's going on with DeMar and the team chaplains and all that. But when he got asked a question about, you know, spirituality, he didn't shy away from the fact that, you know, Jesus is Lord. And he stood by that and mentioned that and talked about that on CNN. Again, not the same way that Dan Orlovsky was praying on ESPN, but similar. Like if we're ever called into the space of outside of the church or outside of a, you know, the sort of ministry world, um, we have to stand strong and stand firm. But I do think, you know, God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son. He's, he loved the world. And so he wants to see the world drawn to him. And if it can be, you know, happening in the, in the space of a football tragedy where God can be glorified let's do it. Like, that's amazing. And let's be, let's be mindful of that. I think even from our perspective with sports spectrum, you know, we've been wrestling all week. Do we post this stuff out on our social media pages? Because it might appear like we're trying to get credit or get people mm-hmm. to follow us or whatever. And ultimately I think our hearts are to see God increase and us decrease. But at the same time, we want to make sure we share that and let God get the glory, not us. And so I think as long as our hearts are in the right place, man, it's beautiful to see. It really is. Yeah, I 100% agree. Um, Jason, uh, one one response that people have made, and you have covered this at Sports Spectrum, and you guys can find Jason in the coverage of this at sportsspectrum.com, um, is, you know, people have been praying, but people have also been giving. Can you talk a little <laughs> bit about that? That's pretty extraordinary. Yeah. It's unbelievable. And like I said, you know, God would never want to see this young man go through what he's going through. But at the same time, I really think he sets it up for good. Right. And like I said, I think this could not have happened to a better city and a better team with Buffalo and the bills, they call it bills mafia, right. Which is, which is what their fan base is known for. And bills mafia. Oh my goodness. They might be the single best sports fandom in the country and i mean that and i'm no disrespect to any other fans of any other teams 
But that team has never won a Super Bowl, and yet they just go all in on their team. And then when something happens like this, um, you know, they're trying to figure out the best ways to show their love and support. And, you know, DeMar Hamlin had this um, community toy drive foundation that he had set up initially with a goal of $2,500. Nothing crazy, but just wanted to serve the kids and give back. And it was it was created a while ago, I think, especially during the Christmas time season, a year ago, I think, to help these kids. And he continued it this year. And then, of course, when everything happened on Monday night, people started searching, well, what's a way that we can help, especially Bill's Mafia? Again, Bill's Mafia does this, and they've done this multiple times for other teams and other situations. But then they went and they said, listen, this is this is DeMar's foundation here. This is his little toy drive thing. $2,500 goal, you know, $2, goal, I think it was up to maybe ten or 15000 And then all of a sudden, people just started chiming in and social media started going crazy and showing you that this was out there. And then NFL teams and NFL players got involved and other celebrities. This thing is at the tune of $7.75 million now. $7.7 billion. It's crazy. It's a lot of toys. It's going to help a lot of kids. Not just toys, though. I think this is going to turn into something even greater. Yeah, I do too. I do too. You know, he, I think that for people who, um, you know, have learned more about DeMar Hamlin um, since this event, particularly people who, you know, are are not followers of the NFL and don't, you know, don't know how extraordinary um, his life story is or, um, you know, I mean, he's an extraordinary athlete, um, but, you know, he grew up in a tough part of Pittsburgh and lost three friends um, to neighborhood shootings. Um, his father spent a number of years in jail. Jail. Um, he he knows the difficulties of life and he um, has applied himself in um, in ways and he yearns to give back to his community. And, uh, you know, it's it's extraordinary that. Again, God is using it. God's getting his glory. God's creating a different kind of platform for this young man. Um, and we're going to continue, obviously, to pray for his physical recovery. But the path yeah. set before him is certainly one um, where God's going to, you know, God's going to use him, maybe in very different ways than he ever anticipated before. Well, that's the beauty of this whole story. First of all, it would be a different conversation today if he hadn't made any improvement since Monday. That's right. But the improvement's been miraculous. And so not only are you adding everything that we've just talked about, now you're actually adding in in a real-life miracle happening before our eyes through this week. This man who basically died on the football field and was revived and brought back is now opening his eyes, is communicating through writing on notes, is holding hands with his family. I mean, somebody's put out this note on social media that says, I can't wait till DeMar hears the stories of the people who wept over him, the people who prayed for him, the people who raised all that money for him for his charity, the people who had candlelight vigils, and the people who were praying on ESPN. Um, I, I just, I, I'm just overwhelmed by just seeing it from afar and thinking about what this young man, when he really does come back and able to comprehend what he's went through, when he sees the outpouring of what happens. Because I do believe he's a man of faith. I don't know that for sure, but I've seen quotes where he's talked about the plan of God and his purpose for his life, and I hope and pray. But after this, there it would almost not be the most shocking thing in the world to think that this guy, all he can do is give the glory to God and thank everybody else for, for praying for him. I think it's going to be 
it's just awesome. And I'm rooting, by the way, I'm rooting for the Buffalo Bills to win the Super Bowl. Now. And I'm, not a, I'm not a Bills fan. I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan. But I will put it out there and say I am all in on Bills Mafia for the rest of the year. <laughs> uh, Jason Romano, thank you so much. We know you've got a heart out now. So thank you so much for joining us. Just to let everybody know, we're going to um, share that um, audio from CNN of Benjamin Watson. And we're going to continue talking about the reality that not only is football more than a game, Life is more than a game. That's up next here on Mornings with Carmen. Thanks for listening to the podcast of Mornings with Carmen. As you know, this is a rebroadcast of the live radio show carried on the Faith Radio Network. There's a lot going on at Faith Radio. Tons of free resources just waiting for you and for you to share with others at MyFaithRadio.com. How does that all happen? Well, it happens through listener support. So Faith Radio, Mornings with Carmen, all available because of listener support from listeners, well, just like you. If you're a supporter, thank you so very much. If you'd like to become a supporter today, just visit MyFaithRadio.com. And again, thanks for being a part of what we do every day at Mornings with Carmen. Uh, Benjamin Watson is a former NFL player. He's also a very um, well-spoken Christian. He's an author. Um, he's a husband and a dad. He's been uh, he's been here. Well, he's he's been on a couple of shows that I have done. I can't remember if he's actually been with us ever on Mornings with Carmen. Um, but he's a delight. Uh, he's the real deal. And so, in this time when God is getting Himself some glory. Um, out of the events related to um, Damar Hamlin, um, you know, God provided a way for Benjamin Watson to be on CNN with Anderson Cooper. Now, when you think about CNN with Anderson Cooper, you may not be thinking, hey, that's just like Mornings with Carmen on Faith Radio. Like, they cover the same content. Well, we do cover a lot of the same content, but we do so from very different worldviews. And so where Benjamin Watson would be a very natural guest um, on this program, talking about Jesus and life and death and football being more than a game and life being more than a game, to hear him talking about that on CNN, uh, yeah, that's something different. So a uh, courtesy of CNN, let's listen to the audio of Benjamin Watson speaking um, about DeMar Hamlin in this event on CNN's Anderson Cooper. These times bring us face-to-face with our mortality. And we all have a, a day to be born and we all have a day to die. And so often in the in between those two points, we feel invincible, whether you're a professional athlete, whether you're at the top of uh, your profession, uh, whether you're feeling healthy, you understand that sometimes there's a reminder that, hey, all of us have an appointment with death. But I think after that, it also makes us realize where are we? Where do our hearts stand? If that were to be us laying on the field or if that were to be us laying in a hospital, what would our next steps be? And so on the flip side, with such a tragic event, there is tremendous opportunity. Uh, Part of my prayers right now, Anderson, is for the players in both of those locker rooms, for the chaplains who I know very well, who are right now uh, counseling and comforting players who saw a brother in a near-death experience and who is still fighting for his life because the questions about What happens after this life? Where will you spend eternity? As you mentioned, Anderson, are coming up for all of us, not just for the football players, 
but thank God that he provides an answer through his son, Jesus Christ. Mm. That is a direct presentation um, in brief form of the gospel. God provides a way, and his, his name is Jesus. And we've just come through Christmas, and hopefully the name of Jesus is at least um, somewhere rattling around in people's minds when they are asking um, or confronting the reality that, you know, at 24 years old, at absolutely the top of your game and peak physical performance, you know what? Um, you might take your last breath. Um, again, we're so thankful that God is um, is restoring Damar Hamlin in in what appears to be just every single way, and that is great and glorious. But there's an opportunity for us to enter into a conversation about what if, like, where are you with God after your last breath here? Do you know that your next breath is going to be in the presence of the living God in heaven? By his grace, because of the person of Jesus, he wasn't just born in a manger. He also died on a cross. Can we talk about that? God raised him from the dead. Can we talk about that? You're listening to Mornings with Carmen. I'm Carmen LaBerge. This is Faith Radio. Oh, I um, I love you. If I haven't said that yet today, I really do. I love the opportunity to get together every single morning and um, talk about life and talk about the Lord and talk about the way those two intersect, bringing um, bringing eternity to bear on the present moment. I wanna um, I wanna share something with you that came in um on on the text line uh this morning. And um, and that is from a, a, a listener named Deborah. Actually, Deborah might have sent this last night, but a few weeks ago, I um, I talked about just this practice of how I lift people up in prayer. And you guys submit so many prayer requests every single day, and we turn our attention to those. Um, and so, thank you so much. I I put you in my cupped hands, and I lift your name before the Lord. And in one of the times that we had the opportunity to do this together. Um, Deborah asked us to pray for her son, Austin, and we did. And um, she has shared this text testimony um, with us. And um, and she said, you know, just please replay this lifting um, of a person up before the Lord in our cupped hands. Because I think for people who are struggling, like there is this, this reality that um, God alone is able to do for them what needs to be done. And, um, and we're just so grateful and thankful. And we got another hour of Mornings with Carmen up next. Thanks for listening to Mornings with Carmen LaBerge. Podcasts like this are available because of your support. If it's important to you to hear things that encourage your faith, click the link in the show notes to give now. And thanks.